Welcome to Marketing with Confidence. I'm your host, Marianne Amies. We're going to be talking all things digital and online marketing for business owners and marketing professionals. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by your digital marketing, be sure to listen along and you'll hear tips, interviews and more that will give you the confidence to create marketing you love. Welcome back to another episode of Marketing with Confidence. Today, I'm going to talk to you about email marketing. Email marketing is sometimes the forgotten strategy for businesses, and we tend to focus a lot of our energy on, you know, what I sort of call push strategies, pushing our message out there using social media or using social media ads or Google ads, where email marketing is really about attracting an audience and then nurturing them and marketing to them directly over time. So it's a real opportunity to own an audience and build that audience, creating loyalty with them and increasing the lifetime value of a customer. So when we talk about the lifetime value of a customer, we say, how much did it cost us to attract that customer and what amount of business are they likely to do with us? over their lifetime. So if you have a a business where it's very transactional, you only expect one interaction with a customer and that has quite a low value, you wouldn't want to do a lot of marketing to attract customers because over time there's not a a valuable relationship. Whereas if you have a, uh, a business where you can continue to sell and continue to engage that customer, they have a higher lifetime value. So you want to invest to get that customer on board, but then you want to maximize that lifetime value. You want to make sure they don't forget you and you're able to leverage that full lifetime value out of them by continually marketing and engaging with them. Email marketing is sometimes thought of as just a newsletter. You know, we think um, email marketing, newsletter, spam, my inbox is full, delete, delete, delete. But in this episode, I'm going to discuss how we can use email marketing as its own marketing strategy with multi approaches that are going to help us firstly attract the right people, then nurture those people along a period of time, and of course, convert them as we go and and ongoing and create that loyalty and, and again, that longer lifetime value. Let's kick off by talking about what email marketing is. So in its simplest form, email marketing is a communication that you prepare and then you distribute to an email list. So that could, uh, you know, take a lot of forms and we're going to talk about those different forms in a moment. Email marketing is very, very old, uh, you know, well, I should say in the in the realm of digital marketing, e-newsletters, um, trying to think what else we used to call them, uh, EDMs, electric digital marketing. We we had all these kind of words for them and, and they really in some ways predated social media as well. I think email marketing has become uh, more easy to do, more approachable, uh, you know, easy to execute without high barriers of cost. But I think over the years, there's been this bit of a a forgetting of email marketing or or the perception that people don't want us in their inbox. You know, I don't want to fill people's inbox with my spam. I don't want them to get sick of me. And and the funny thing is, is we can kind of counterintuitively on social media try to post a lot for the opportunity to get in front of somebody. And if we think about social media versus email marketing, the interesting thing is with a social media post, depending on how many people 
this one person, this one follower already follows, depending how well your content is received at time of publishing, depending how much that one follower has engaged with you, will determine if that one follower actually sees that piece of content at all. And we see that with reach. You know, you might have a thousand followers and you might publish a certain piece of content on social media and it might only reach 40 people. You might publish something different and it might reach 300 people. But if you thought of all those followers like email subscribers, they actually may not ever see it. You know, you might put out five to six pieces of content a week. They might see two. Whereas on the flip with email marketing, we are guaranteed for a moment in time to be seen. And of course, you need everything in place so you're not ending up in the spam folder. But when you have an email subscriber, they are going to see your name in the list of emails for a, for a moment in time and they're going to make a decision. They're going to make a decision to open and engage with that email or to file it or to file it in the trash can. But as a top of mind strategy, as an awareness strategy, you have a very low cost way of making sure whatever that list size is for you, that for a moment in time, they get to engage with your business and engage with your content. And obviously, we want to make sure that we have an email marketing strategy in place that makes them open and makes them click and convert as well. So one of the biggest questions I get asked is, you know, but how do I build a list? And I think I've said this before on the podcast. It's kind of like that. uh, I think it's Confucius adage that's when's the best time to plant a tree and the best time is yesterday. And if you didn't plant it yesterday, plant it today. And it's very similar with email marketing. You know, the best time to, to start building your list is yesterday. And building your list can look like many different things. So at the most basic or at the most passive level, you know, it could be a uh, a link in your email signature so that every time you send an email out, people see that opportunity or understand that you have any any marketing or an e-newsletter list that they can join. And then having a good reason why, you know, what is the promise of your email marketing? What are they going to get? So is it about, you know, subscribe for tips and hints? Is it about subscribe for my monthly debrief? Is it my white papers, you know, latest property results, uh, latest releases and promotions? So look at your business, look at your business type, look at your target market and have a bit of a promise of what's going to come with that email newsletter. Again, our our websites are great places for us to collect email addresses. So again, at the most passive, that might just be something in the footer with a promise of what that email newsletter list is about and a a sign up. Or we may be more aggressive with a pop-up. And again, we may use attraction strategies or, or collection strategies, or you might have heard the term lead generation strategies to secure those email addresses. So what do they look like? In our e-com world, you know, we all know that 10% off, 15% off, 5% off welcome sort of coupon strategy. And if you're anything like me, I arrive on a on a website, I immediately close that pop-up and I browse 
And then when I think I'm going to buy, I go back and look for it and I sign up to get my initial coupons. So it's a great way to build that list. Uh, Lots of people will sign up for that coupon. They may not use it today. They may not use it, but what they've done is become a member of your community. They're now a, you know, there's a piece of information that we continue to market against. And if you're marketing in a way where you're driving a lot of traffic to your website, is, you know, an opportunity you don't want to pass you by. You don't want to miss the opportunity to data capture. And that's what, you know, the the welcome 10% or the welcome pop-up does for you. And then in, you know, more service-based businesses, you might have a strategy that's more around, you know, a give and a get. So, on our website, uh, Wise Up Marketing, if you head over there, we give away a a little ebook on insider tips for from a digital marketing agency, and I think we have another one on you know how DIYing your marketing may be wasting your money. So it's a you know it's a quick exchange of email for that guide, and then obviously we're able to then email that person until they should choose to remove themselves from our list, and then you know we also say as part of that, that you're signing up to our list and you can opt out at any time. And that kind of disclosure is really important across the board when you're collecting emails. Obviously, competitions can be another way to collect emails um, and, and, and collaborations. So working with other businesses that are complementary to yours and, and working on, you know, strategies together that are going to build both your lists. So that might be a joint webinar or a joint event and, you know, looking at how they can benefit both of you in that list building process as well. And then finally, using your social media accounts is another great way to build your list. So making sure within your links um, in bio or, you know, in links that you're sharing on other platforms like Facebook and LinkedIn, you're, you know, in your content mix, you're coming back to that newsletter. And that might be things like this Friday, our monthly brief drops. And in it, I'm going to be talking about how uh, you know, the the rise and fall of TikTok and how it's over. You're not going to want to miss this. Subscribe to our newsletter to be on the list. Or you might sort of say, um, uh, you know, next Friday, our new range drops for an exclusive uh, sneak peek and to, to grab a special offer at launch, make sure you're signed up to our list. So using social posts that also draw back to that email list and that attraction strategy will help to grow your list. So now you've got an email marketing list that's growing. You've got an audience that's growing there. What sort of emails should you send? So this is where we come really into our nurturing phase. So you need to look at your business and decide the sort of email that's going to work well for you, what you could sustainably commit to doing, what your target market will enjoy, and what will take people on a journey to conversion. And, you know, you might be wanting to do sort of awareness and positioning-based emails, or you may be wanting to do emails that are really about, you know, the sell as well. So your email, you know, frequency, your email is all up to you. So some businesses like to do a monthly email. So we recommend for a lot of service-based businesses a monthly email to their current clients and, you know, anyone else on their e-marketing list just to keep up to date. And, you know, I think it's beautiful to have 
an update from the owner of the business about what's going on. And then depending on the business type, you know, some seasonal information or, you know, some monthly information. So if, you know, that could be around key dates, it could be around sharing a blog post uh, that you've, you know, recently published. It could be interviewing team members and showcasing the people behind your business. Could be about new news that's coming up. It could be about you know, legislative or compliance things that might affect your clients. So, you know, that sort of monthly email that people get in the the pattern of expecting and, and really adds value. And our business, we do a fortnightly email. When we first were looking at, you know, the email to do, we talked to our clients and weekly was a little bit too much, monthly wasn't enough. And so we went for fortnightly and we use it to update on two things that are happening in social media or digital landscape, plus promote our blog post and also include a podcast episode. So once a fortnight, it's it's short and sharp. We know our clients are quite time poor, but it gives them a little bit of a best of what's going on right now and what they should pay attention to, which works well for us. And then if you're a product-based business, you know, again, it's important not just to send promotional emails and ranging emails, but to also build that brand awareness and the brand feel. So thinking about, you know, what sort of emails you're going to send, how are you going to mix your, you know, your conversion-based emails with more nurturing emails. So that might be more around, uh, you know, rewarding VIPs with a special offer or it might be around sneak peeks into new launches or warnings that big sales or big events are coming up to give them that kind of first up access as well. So in that nurturing stage, you really want to think about who your target market is and what your business objectives are. The other real nurturing sort of email we hear is about nurture series. So in the first section, I talked to you about attracting and collecting your list. So once you've collected that list, it can be appropriate to nurture that list depending on how they came in. So if it's around that welcome sort of email or if it was around like a lead generation, a give-get scenario, you do want to move through a nurture because you want to A, keep them on the list, but you want to B, take the opportunity to educate them really about who you are and make sure that they understand, you know, all that you offer and all that you do. So that nurture series could be an automated series of emails. So this is a, a series of emails that um, at, at, at evergreen or timeless, you know, they're not time sensitive. They talk very much to the the way that somebody joined the list and, and they step them through an education. And with that, when I say automated, you'll create those ones and you'll program them in with a trigger that says when somebody signs up to the newsletter this way, then send them these three or four emails. And again, the nurture series is going to be designed and automated to come out over a series of time. So you might have, um, you know, the first email delivers the give and then the second email might be three days later. And that email might be, you know, who we are or what's great about us Um or, you know, uh, four or five days later, you might have an email that's a client case study or a whole bunch of testimonials. Or, you know, in a product-based business, it might be more about, 
you know, your commitment to sustainability or some really interesting things about your product and ranging. And then, you know, your last email in that nurture series might be, you know, ways that you can get in touch or ways you can work together or, you know, what what is really trending now within your product-based business. And again, you'd have to update that nurture series every couple of months or every season to make sure, you know, it it didn't age and, and kind of the links don't work anymore and things like that. But those nurture emails are a great way to keep people on a journey with you um, and to make sure when they join your list through an attraction strategy that they want to stay and they really start to understand who they have the potential of, you know, converting with. So then, of course, you know, as a marketing strategy, we have our brand awareness piece. And then, of course, we have our conversion piece. So you might be wondering what sort of emails actually drive sales. If you're a product-based business or an e-commerce-based business, you know, I often get asked about, you know, how many emails are too many emails? And I look at a lot of accounts and, and obviously we work on a lot of accounts and I see that surprisingly, sometimes more emails just continue to convert. And, you know, we don't see a high drop-off or unsubscribe rate when the frequency is a little bit higher. I think if you've develop quite a good relationship if you're a desirable product, um, especially if they've, you know, bought with you before or engaged quite heavily with your brand, you know, a weekly email is not unreasonable for most product-based businesses. And, you know, this is where you can be focusing in on different ranges, different items, different usage cases, different, you know, showcasing user-generated content or Uh, you know, just finding new reasons to get in the inbox. Because as we said, that cut through of getting in the inbox is guaranteed. And if you can get in and engage and they open you, you know, you're one step closer to a conversion. So having that sort of weekly or fortnightly email that goes out and, you know, is is conversion-based, but not always aggressively. So, you know, lots of promoting, lots of ideas and and you and again as I said usage cases so depending on what your product is you know showcasing the different ways the target market might want to engage with it is it for gifting is it for themselves is it styling is it what's happening with the weather outside those sorts of things then the other obviously uh, type of email that drives sales is a conversion or promotion based email so that's going to be your sales that's going to be your special offers and then that, you know, applies for e-commerce and service-based businesses. I think with your promotional emails, you need to think about the initial email that tells them, you know, this is on now. You may even have a preview email to say, you know, keep your eyes glued in the next 24 hours. We're dropping something really exciting. Then you're going to drop it. Uh, and then you're also going to want to give some sort of warning about the promotion wrapping up. And I think that's really important as well. So to be able to send another email out that says 24 hours to go. And in my experience, I see those emails convert. I see, you know, the first email have the rush But then I see that last 24 hours can sometimes deliver another 30% versus what the first email delivered because there are people that think I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And then that urgency of now is what actually converts them. The other um, things that you can look at in terms of conversion-based emails 
is using that nurture series that we talked about above, but really using it as a conversion-based strategy. So there is obviously another nurture series strategy where instead of just warming them up and educating them on who you are, you're actually selling them towards something bigger. So we see that sort of nurture series more after a give get. So, you know, if we um, gave the ebook or we held a webinar, we did something free, that then the nurture series that follows will be more around a conversion. So, you know, the, the first one might be thanks for attending or thanks for downloading. Do you have questions? And then the second one might be, did you enjoy that? Well, then here is the course that you can buy or here are my coaching packages or here is our um, managed services that are going to solve this for you. And then again, you might have an email further down the line with a special offer on that, you know, for a limited time only you're going to get X percent off or you're going to get a voucher or a bonus module or a bonus hour of my time whatever it might be. So that nurture series can actually also be a conversion-based series where you're looking to take that warm audience and really commit them to a larger sale. And then another conversion-based strategy for you is your abandoned cart, abandoned product browse emails. Now, I'm really talking to you Shopify people out there right now and, you, you know, in the e-com world, I... I am so, am I surprised? Maybe I'm not surprised. I'm I'm impressed, I guess, with the results you can get from an abandoned cart and an abandoned product series of emails. So I have done testing with clients and I can confidently say when you add an offer to your abandoned cart, abandoned product, you can two to three or more times the return that you get of people picking their cart back up. So the reasons why um, abandoned cart work, I think. So let's look at abandoned cart and abandoned product without an offer. So the scenario is your customer has come to Shopify. Invariably, you've probably spent money to get them there. So you've probably spent money on ads. You've probably spent money on social media. You've definitely spent money on your brand. And so it has cost you to get that customer to your website. You know, best case scenario, they buy. Second best case scenario, they sign up to your newsletter so we can continue to market to them through email marketing. Um, Obviously, we know that third-party cookie uh, ads are getting harder and harder due to privacy laws and browser changes. So, you know, um, they, they shop along, they put some things in the cart, maybe they're on their phone, and then they think, oh, gosh, my credit card's in my wallet, I'll come back to this later. And for some people, they never come back or, you know, or they put everything in the cart and then they go, oh, I didn't make free shipping I don't really want to pay shipping. They abandon the cart or they put everything in the cart and then they look at the total and they think, oh, you know, not today. I'm not, I don't need these things right now. I'm going to think about it. So, you know, people fill a cart and abandon it for many different reasons. And I find when it comes to Shopify, because the checkout experience is so consistent and it's so standardized, I don't actually think it's often a conversion of the website issue that the the shopping cart is the problem. Obviously, there's going to be anomalies, but generally when I look through someone's cart experience, it's very standardized and I don't I don't often think, oh, it's your cart that's causing the problem. So, you know, they abandon that. And an abandoned product browse is just that they've been looking on your website. But if they've looked on your website before and were able to uh, track that, then we, you know, we can also send emails to them. 
So when you set up these uh, email automations, basically someone abandons the cart or they abandon the product browse and you have an opportunity to send an email. Shopify, you can do it through Shopify. You can connect Shopify to third parties like Klaviyo or OmniSend and, and do it through there as well. So the abandoned cart, you know, is that email that you get that basically says, hey, you left these things behind. We've saved your cart. You can check out now. These emails do okay. And, and I do see a, you know, single digit cart recovery, often, um, you know, one or 2% cart recovery. And that's great. You know, that's money, money for nothing, really. You know, you've spent all the money getting them there. You managed to send out another email and they've converted. But as I touched on earlier, where I've seen these really uh, optimize is with an offer. And so putting an offer in place, Again, the 10% off, you know, they may not have used the welcome coupon. Obviously, you're going to always restrain these sorts of things to be single use only. So people aren't discount stacking. Um, but say you did an abandoned cart with a 10% offer, that's where I've seen that conversion then hit five to 10% of a cart of cart recovery. And I think that's really important um, and really interesting to note and, and something you can test within your business. So all of a sudden you're giving them that opportunity to re-engage the cart but you're also incentivizing them to do so. And, and I think I touched on, you know, just how expensive it can be to get people to your site. To also remind you, you know, none of us want to discount. I am I'm not somebody that promotes heavy discounting. I, I always believe in, in the sanctity of the brand and building the brand. But at the same time, when you've spent so much money bringing someone to your site and there's an opportunity to convert them, you know, call it girl math, but you're losing money if you don't actually look at strategies to convert them at that point, you know, and taking that 10% or offering free shipping, um, you know, all of a sudden, if they convert, you've actually, your ROI on all your other activities goes up because you've got the sale. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's what we want is the sale. And we want to do that in a really um, respectful way to our brand that builds our brand. And, and, you know, these are emails in the inbox as well. And you can obviously put a lot of rules in place about, you know, when someone receives it, if they receive it every time, if they receive it, you know, a certain number of times, or if they receive that sort of email last time that they get a different email this time, you can get really deep with it, depending on how much volume you have on your site. But, you know, your abandoned cart email, and abandoned product, they can be really easy wins to start generating more revenue off your uh, off your um, e-com as well. So they're the sorts of emails I believe drive sales. I do think your monthly digests drive sales, but in a much longer term way. I think they're really about your brand building and your brand affinity um, and, you know, building that longer relationship and probably nurturing your existing client base as well so they feel like they're hearing from you. So whether you're a service-based business or an e-commerce business, email marketing is definitely a strategy that you can leverage. And I think if you start to think about the, the brackets of attracting, nurture, and converting, you can really map out an email journey and a, you know, a, a strategy for your business to keep building that owned list data. Because that, you know, like our website, when we say don't build your, you know, don't build everything on social media, you need a website because you own it. This is data that you own as well. And, and you know, you've got choices about how you're going to look in that email, when you're going to show up, who's going to see it. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on email marketing. I'd love to know if you're using it, if you've avoided it, and if this episode today has helped. So thanks for listening along and I look forward to being back soon. 
thanks for listening to another episode. If you don't want to miss one, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app. And if you love it, be sure to share it with friends and colleagues who you think could benefit from increasing their digital marketing confidence. Want more? Head to MarianneAmys.com to find out how you can work with me directly, to reach out to have me speak at your event, or to grab yourself some free resources.